0: Welcome back to happy and healthy happy Tuesday. I apologize for again missing an episode last week I promise I will be better at that going forward um, but yeah, happy Tuesday you guys i'm super excited for another episode of happy and healthy um, as you guys know i've talked a lot about dating on my podcast before i've talked about like qualities to look for in a partner I've talked about toxic things in a relationship. I've talked about how to get over a breakup I just feel like there's so much nuance that goes into relationships. It's not just like a one, hit wonder kind of conversation. I really believe it's an ongoing conversation, which is why I wanted to do today's podcast. So for today's podcast, I'm bringing on a guest. His name is Case Kenny, and I actually found him on Instagram. I'm excited for you guys to meet him because I found him on Instagram and instantly I was intrigued by his page. I love what he had to say. I feel like he just has some really good nuggets of truth and just some wisdom for you guys. So I'm going to be asking him a lot about kind of clarity, mixed emotions in relationships. What should we be holding out for in the dating process? Um, Why is it that we're so kind of attached to our exes or just someone that's stuck in the past? And why is singleness a superpower. Um, There's a lot of things I actually want to ask him based upon his Instagram. So I'm really excited for this conversation. I hope it helps you guys out and you find something new or learn something new in this conversation. All right, let's bring Case on. All right, you guys, I'm about to bring on my guest. Welcome, Case Kenny. How are you today?
1: Hello, I'm fantastic. How are you? Thanks for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Of course, of course. Yeah, it's uh, we're actually filming this on a Friday. Um, do you have any fun plans tonight?
1: <laughs> You're just rubbing it in, aren't you? Uh, no, <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> gotta be honest. Hey, we I'm, we
0: can change that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm I'm gonna go to the gym. I had a long week, so I'm gonna kind of wind down. Uh, so no, nothing too exciting. But hey, I I enjoy it. I like my alone time and just vibing out by myself. So can't complain that's good
0: well you did say that singleness is a, is a superpower so I did. Are, you, are you uh actually currently single
1: yeah 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 i stand Uh-oh. by it i mean i wrote a whole book on it so i think it would be a little disingenuous if i wasn't so yep that's We're so on.
0: true well i mean i'm glad that you enjoy your alone time i actually really thoroughly enjoy alone time as well i think that's such like a it's an important thing to have if you're gonna be single because otherwise you're just like craving for someone's attention. I don't know. I think there's just such a beauty in being able just to sit by yourself and it'd be quiet and just love that. So, I mean, maybe we can promo your book. So if someone's struggling with that, they can read your book.
1: Sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs>
0: but uh, well, yeah, why don't you go ahead and kind of just tell uh, my listeners like more about you, your story, why you kind of got into what you're doing um, and everything of that sort.
1: Sure. Yeah. No, I appreciate you having me on uh, and reaching out. This is really cool to to connect like this. Yeah. So uh, I'm based in Chicago. I'm 32. I'm just a guy. Uh, I'm am a I'm a podcaster. That's what I do. Um, I have a podcast called New Mindset Who Dis. And then alongside of that, I, I post um, quotes from my podcast on Instagram. Um, and that's kind of taken off and uh, people seem to enjoy those. So people see me often walking around Chicago, taking pictures of my feet, um, which is weird because that's like my aesthetic. I take pictures of my vans with a little quote. <laughs> uh, it's kind of become so my funny. thing, which is funny. Uh, to me, it's funny. I actually, I get sent DMs all the time of people like of a picture of me in the distance. They're like, Hey, I saw you. I'm like, that's kind of creepy. Um, but thanks. Um, so yeah, so I'm, yeah, I, I'm a podcaster, new mindset, who Dis, and I've written some books, which are cool. And, um, I just, I'm, I love all things, mindfulness. That's that I've changed my life completely by diving into this idea of mindfulness and that's trickled its way into, um, applying it to dating and relationships as well. Uh, I never thought I would be, uh, giving advice on dating, and relationships at all. Cause it's funny. I, I refer to myself kind of um, in a, in a somewhat, uh, you know, self-deprecating way. I call myself a dude bro guy um, because I, I'm just the, I'm just a dude. I'm not an expert. I'm not a guru. I'm not more enlightened than the average person. You know, I, I like house music in Chipotle. I say bro a lot. Like I'm just a guy. Um, but I, I found this, I've found <laughs> a, a unique way of um, simplifying topics when it comes to mindfulness and dating and relationships. And I share that on my podcast and people seem really drawn to it. And I've been humbled by that. And it's, I've created an entire lifestyle and business around it. And it's really crazy. So I'm very grateful to be in the position I'm in to just be a guy who, you know, shares his feelings for a living because that's literally what I do. Uh, and <laughs> when you put it that way, that's yeah. so
0: funny. I yeah. love that. Yeah. That's so cool. And so like, do your, now I have a, like further questions for you. Do your bro guys, did they come to you for advice, like dating advice now?
1: Um, <laughs> my close circle um not not really, it's funny. I mean my close circle, I mean it's it's tough to like when you're friends with everyone, they just clown on you, so it's not not really the millions of other people uh do though, and that's that's where I think I uh apply my skill set. Most of my friends are are married with kids for that matter. So a little out of the application (laughs) for them. Uh, But it's really funny to have my friends be like, man, I never envisioned this for you. Uh, Not because you're, you know, incapable of it, just because, you know, it's such such a random thing to be doing. I suppose. And making a living from, you know, I was on a, I was on a podcast the other day and they introduced me as case Kenny, a guy who uh, likes to lift weights and share his feelings. That was that was their <laughs> intro. And so it's just funny. It's just the whole thing is funny to me, but I, wow. I really do love it. And I'm like, so incredibly uh, grateful. And uh, it's been, it's been pretty crazy to be honest.
0: That's awesome. That, that intro is so funny. And I just think it's so cool, like in today's, you know, world, like 2020, like you can really make any dream possible. I mean, I feel the same way. Like I completely stumbled into all of this and here I am in my full-time job. So right there with you. It's awesome. High five. Yeah. Um, look at us. so how, how long have you been single? And like, when did you feel like at what point you were like, okay, like this mindfulness really transformed my life. And now I want to start sharing this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So the story is pretty simple. I mean, I've always been a, a serial monogamist. Um, You know, I, I always had like serious long term girlfriends since I was like 19, you know, went through a couple. <laughs> uh, and then in 2018, uh, I was in a relationship that ended. We'd been dating for like three years. We had been living together. Um, that relationship ended. And I kind of came out of that and was like, wow, you know, you know, what's going on with Case? I'm 20. I was like 28 or 29 then. I was like, wow, like who is Case? Like I had put my so much of my uh, identity behind the relationship and behind the job that I was working at the time. Um, I was like, man, who who is Case? Um, so you know, I landed on you know, really just I, I was like, I want to start a podcast to kind of dive into that. Subject: I figured it would be a good challenge to me to kind of talk through topics live of pretty much any anything as it relates to identity and uh, you know confidence and self esteem and, and all of that. Um, and as I started to do it, it evol- evolved into this you know talking about mindfulness and who I am and what I want and what I'm doing. Um, and then from there, it evolved into talking about uh, dating and relationships and my thoughts on my own and others and people who message me. Uh, And the whole thing kind of took off from there. So that was that was in um, summer of 2018. So you know, two and a half years of doing it. Not not too long, not too short. I suppose, right in the meat of the curve. Um, But yeah, that's that's and it's been it's been pretty dramatic. I mean, um, I'd say I've grown tremendously, like in in very tangible ways, like um like humbly like i'm just i'm very confident in myself and like what i have to offer and like i really think i found my my purpose and my passion and my voice and all these things as it relates to who i am as a man and what i represent as a business and what i represent as a you know quote influencer and all these things and of course what i have to offer when it comes to a relationship so it's completely 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 changed my life this this idea of mindfulness
0: that is amazing. And I mean, it's it's so nice to hear that because I just feel like there are so many people wandering around not knowing who they are and having a lack of confidence in themselves. And it's it's nice and it's like a breath of fresh air when someone's like, yeah, I, I know what I'm doing. I know who I am. I'm confident. So kudos to you. <laughs> so what do you, because you've mentioned this word mindfulness. Um what to to you does that mean? And like to listeners, like how can they change their mindset? Because really the battlefield is in our minds. It's those thoughts that we replay over and over and over, all that stuff. Like the way we self-parent, the way we talk to ourselves can really make or break it. So like to you, what is that mindfulness and what specifically did you do to change that so that you had a more positive outlook on life and and on yourself?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So prior to like kind of being the mindfulness guy, I always heard of the term mindfulness and I, I pictured things like meditation. I pictured people saying things like, Oh, you have to just, you know, heighten your vibration and align your chakras and things like that. Um, and of course, no disrespect to those people, but, um, I never understood what that meant. I still frankly don't understand what a lot (laughs) of it means. Um, you know, again, go on with your bad self. I love you. If that's your vibe. But to me, I, I just don't understand what that means. Like it's too, it's too, you know, ethereal for me. I I need, um, again, I'm a simple dude. I need simple things. So I really dove into this topic and, you know, all mindfulness is for me. And all I think it is in general is it's self-awareness. Like that's, that's all it is. Um, It's, you know, it encompasses things like meditation and, you know, um, things like that, but at its core, all it is is self-awareness. How well do you know yourself? Like truly, how well do you know yourself? Like if you ask yourself a question of why as it relates to any frustration or anxiety or something that's on your mind, can you can, can you ask yourself that again and again and again until you arrive at the, the answer you're looking for? Or do you stop, stop halfway, right? When the, the answer gets tough or you get uncomfortable. So all mindfulness is for me is self-awareness. Truly, how well do you know yourself? How well do you know your why? Like, why are you doing what you're doing? Or why are you not doing what you're doing? Why are you dating the way you're dating? Why are you establishing the standards you have, the boundaries you have, or the opposite? Why are you not doing those things? So that's all it is to me, um, and it's it's to me it's that simple. It's it's literally just <laughs> how responsive are you to the questions you ask yourself, or. Would you rather just be, you know, more comfortable and continuing to kind of do things? Um, I call it like the gray area of life. You know, when you're not practicing mindfulness, when you're not pushing yourself to be uncomfortably self-aware, you're kind of living in the gray in life. That's where maybe you're, you're you're dating, but you're continuing to have frustrating outcomes. It's where you're working and you're not that satisfied. It's where, you know, you're dealing with, you know, insecurities and confidence issues or anything like that. And those are all completely normal, of course. But I think the remedy is practicing aggressive self-awareness in the form of sitting your butt down and asking yourself questions on whatever it is that's bothering you and refusing to look away until you come up with some kind of truth that points you in a better direction. So that's all it is to me. I can go on and on and on because I'm very passionate about it, but it's just it's self-awareness.
0: I love that. I think that is absolutely so vital and crucial. Like even when you just said, um, like, why do you keep dating? I think you said, why do you keep dating the people you're dating or getting yep. an outcome that you're not happy with? That is so important because so many people just settle for comfortness or just the quick fix. But self awareness is—you're absolutely right. It's like sitting in the uncomfortable of like, okay. Why am I doing what I'm doing? And having also people keep you accountable in that and like calling you out on that and being willing to receive the criticism. So yeah, I love what you had to say about that. Um, but I want to go into the, the first question. So um, based upon scrolling on your Instagram, your page really seems to kind of like instill a lot of self-value back into people. Like, What would you say to someone that has low self-esteem and it's reflecting in their dating life?
1: Yeah. So, I mean so many things. It's, you know, I think the majority of issues that we bring into relationships certainly come from prior relationships. Um I think so there's something to be said there. I think in general though, and I'm happy to talk about, you know, closure and things like that. I think, you know, if you're dating and you're and you're feeling insecure, a lot of it comes from prior relationship. But I think broadly speaking it comes down to I, I find that a lot of the time when you're not feeling secure in your dating life um, you' you're, you're, you're not at ease um, you're anxious a lot of it comes down to what I refer to and I think a lot of people refer to it as it's it's the the mindset that you have which is either a chasing mindset or an attracting mindset um, a chasing mindset is one where you by definition are anxious low self-esteem you're, you're not leading with your worth um you're you're anxious you feel like you're out of time you feel like you need to impress someone you feel like you need to win um those kinds of things that's that's chasing um and that's a that's a very negative mindset it's a very low energy mindset um it doesn't make you a bad person by any means so please don't think that way we're all human and i think we all at some point feel that way the contrast to that would be the attracting mindset and that's one where i think even if you do struggle with self esteem You can still push yourself to literally you just put your best foot forward and you let people react to it. And I know that sounds cliche, but I really do think that the universe and people react to intentions. And when you're chasing, you might think you're intentional because you're like, oh, I really want to find a partner and I want to do this and I want to do that. But you're not being intentional with yourself because you're willing to bend over backwards to impress someone. You're willing to be the 3 a.m. text for someone you're willing to, you know, um, you know, be someone's Plan B or Plan C, but chasing, but attracting rather is so so intentional. You're simply attracting what you say you deserve. You're not impatient. You don't feel out of control. You're not desperate um, or anything like that. So I do I do think a lot of those those types of self esteem issues when it comes to dating does come down to a mindset shift, um, as simple as that sounds. But I, I do find that mindset shifts. Uh, really, really do draw actions out of both yourself and other people. You, you, other people are drawn to uh, intentions, whether they're, you know, physical body language or just the way you carry yourself and the energy you carry yourself. And people, uh, you know, people are connected and like we really do feel that kind of thing. So I really do think a lot of the time it comes down to that. If you can look at yourself and be like, man, am I chasing or am I attracting right now? And then be honest with yourself on kind of what your immediate reaction is. I think you can then kind of gauge kind of what you need to do in regards to, to how you're feeling, just that, that simple chasing versus attracting mindset.
0: Mm, That's so good. I I've never heard anyone describe it like that before, but that like makes perfect sense. And the, when you said like being someone's 3am text or the plan B or C that triggered me, I was like, Oh gosh, I've totally, (laughs) yeah, I was was definitely triggered. I mean, I've had, you know, people try to do the whole, like, 2am you up text message I'm like no 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 no, not today Satan you're not coming for me this is not who I am so Good. totally I understand that yeah. but do you think because I, it sounds like what you're kind of saying as well like you said with the intentionality people notice intentionality do you feel like that's kind of the same thing with like the whole fake it till you make it mindset like you fake your confidence so much till you believe it and perhaps other people believe it
1: yeah, I think there's something to be said there. I think if I had to like boil it down even more, if we're talking about being intentional, I think, yeah, absolutely. It comes out in the form of confidence. And sometimes, yeah, you need to you need to flex it when you don't have it. But the more you do it, the more you believe it. Absolutely true. I think the biggest yeah. thing when it comes to dating is this idea of of why. And I talk a lot about this, and people at first are like, huh? But I, I wrote like a book on this practically. So I'm very I'm very uh passionate about it. It's this idea of why. It's the question of literally why are you dating and people react to that differently when I say that, are like what do you mean why am I dating like I'm a human I'm not supposed to be alone I'm supposed to build a life with someone I'm supposed to share a life with someone I'm supposed to build with someone like what do you mean why and usually I say well okay that's that's a fair statement of course like biologically I think we're meant to to pair off and to build a beautiful life together and build a family together and that's fantastic but i think inherent in dating it it has to be more self-serving than i think we make it and not in a negative way and the the reason i say that is your why has to be if you are dating like why how is it and this sounds weird but how is it benefiting you and your growth like i think that that's has so to good. be it has to be the question you're asking yourself because to date out of a mindset of i don't want to be alone that's such a low energy non-intentional chasing mindset and again no disrespect to people who say oh man i am chasing it doesn't mean you're a bad person it just means you need to take a step back and be intentional it's like my why is i want to find someone who helps grow me i want to find someone who understands me and that might be different from someone else someone else's my why might be i need someone who challenges me i need someone who motivates me like it's insert different verb here that's very personal for you but at the end of the day that sentence should be I need someone who does something for me. And then, of course, you reciprocate that to them and their why. And that's what makes a relationship beautiful. But you have to know your why. Like, why are you dating? There has to be a why. I think if you're just blindly dating without knowing that, that's where you run into problems. That's where you start chasing. So I'm very passionate about that idea. But I think to your point... I think that is what drives intentionality and that is what then can imbue yourself to be confident because you know exactly why you're doing what you're doing. You're not you're not swiping on the apps just because you're bored and don't wanna be alone. You're not saying yes to dates when you know it doesn't align with your why. You could just be intentional and most of all, you're gonna say no to mixed signals and you up text and things that don't align with your why. So that's my mm. my soapbox on that topic. <laughs> but I think Dang. it's really, I think it's helpful. You hopefully. just
0: dropped the mic on that one. That's so good. <laughs> I think essentially what you're saying, and this is like I'm a firm believer of this as well, is yeah, like having the why because otherwise you're dating from a place of lack versus a place of abundance you're yes, dating yep. from the lack where you're like give me give me give me my name is jimmy <laughs> like yeah, you need yeah, you need yeah. someone so badly to pour into your cup and you really have nothing to give back because you're like feed me serve me love me i need you to make me feel good. And I think that's a very, very dangerous place because that tends to lead to codependent relationships. And so I think, yeah, the why is so important. And what you were saying earlier, of just like the self-evaluation, really dealing with that is so important. Like just to date, just because you want to date, I don't think is healthy. I think Having something to give back to someone is very crucial. And knowing, like, also, I can be okay being single. Like, I'm okay being who I am right now. I don't need someone to fill me. Would it be nice? For sure. Heck, yeah. But do I need that? No. And so that's probably why, you know, your book, Singles, Your Superpower, is so crucial because I think that's so important to get that down before you um, date again. Um mm-hmm.
1: Yes. I love that. I I, I love that so much. I mean, that's so true what you said about, um, you know, you you can't position yourself as having someone fill your cup. You have to fill your cup in a sense and be intentional with that. I actually have this whole chapter, um, where I, I like silly, like pop culture analogies where I like flip them. My whole thing is like, you have to bring your milkshake to the yard. If you're expecting like it to be returned to you and my, and my whole thing. And then I had another one. What did I say that, uh, that the qualities that you're looking for in someone else, you have to put them down, flip it, and reverse it to yourself. So my whole thing is that, like, if you are dating, <laughs> I know it's weird. I, 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 I try that, to, though. I try to do silly little things on the pod in my books and stuff. But um, the thing is, like, if you, if you want a certain quality in someone else but you're not, if, but you don't have it yourself or you're not working on it yourself, like that's so backwards to me. Like you, like you, uh-huh. um you, ha- you ha- like you have to take the time to work on those things yourself. If you're like, I want a compassionate partner. Okay. I want a partner who communicates. Okay. Um, You know, I want someone who in- supports me. Okay. Um, I, I think you, you really need to evaluate yourself and say, am I working on those things as well? And it's one thing to say uh, opposites attract, which I think it's true. But I think baseline you know pure qualities you're looking for in someone you have to fill your cup with those qualities yourself. you have to work on them while you're single, and that's that's the greatest gift of being single. That's why I say single is your superpower because it's during that time where not only can you sit down and figure out your why, but then you can work on those qualities that you want in a partner. you can really understand what they are, what they look like. Um, and then you can go out there and be intentional. So like, the, it's all, it's like a, just like a big circle in my mind of, of, of how it works. But yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it has to come from a place of abundance. And the only way to be able to come from that place is to be secure in being single and to not be one of those people who's like, I, I can't be single. I can't be single. Um, and yeah. I, I get it. Everyone's on different timelines and it certainly is different. Being a man, being a man versus being a woman, absolutely. But I think mm-hmm. what you said is is spot on about the you know coming from a place of abundance. So I love that.
0: Yeah, and essentially what you were just saying too is that you know be the person you're looking for. Like I stress this all the time to my listeners as well and my viewers on YouTube. Is I'm like, if you want that, then you got to be that. Like it's it's unfair to expect that from someone else when you don't even do it yourself. It's kind of like hypocritical. So um, yes. yeah be the person you're looking for. And I think also um, is to not like, for those maybe that are listening that perhaps like you do have low self esteem, or you do feel like I, I'm, i I hate being alone, like I'm not confident in myself. Um, you know, we're obviously not here to like shame you, but I just encourage you to take that step to, to instill more um, esteem in yourself and confidence in yourself. And it might be ugly. It might be a hard path. It might be uncomfortable, but it's worth it down the road um, to put in the work now because singleness really like I always say like singleness is a gift. Like this is your time to be the best version of yourself and do anything you can to get as healthy and whole and happy as possible. So I, I, I love to stress that to you guys because I think it's so, so crucial. Um,
1: yeah. and I would just add, just to add to that, cause I love the way you said it. Yeah, I would absolutely not. Like if, if you're, if you feel lonely when you're single, first of all, right, right there with you, like everyone feels that way. And I'm like the king Uh of of single and I feel that all the time, but I think what's really, and this is how I think about being single and it it helps me again, because very simple mind, but I, I like fast forward in my life 10 years from now. And this requires you to be an optimist. It requires you to be a glass half full. Fast forward 10 years from now and say to yourself, okay, in 10 years, I will I will definitely have met my person. Might be in the midst of starting a family, whatever. Fast forward 10 years from now, right? So I'm 32, 42. You could be 22, 32, whatever it is. Fast forward 10 years. I find it very hard to believe that 10 years from now when looking back, you would ever say, I regret being single. I don't think it's ever mm, possible to say good. that. And I think if you were to ask anyone who's happily married with kids and you say, hey, what do you regret when it comes to relationships? They're never going to say, I regret being single. They'll That's say other so things good. like they'll say, I regret dating that guy for too long when I knew I shouldn't have. I regret uh. allowing that guy or that woman to string me along, so on and so forth. So I don't know. It just really helps me contextualize things. Like, I don't think you're like in the moment. Absolutely. Like it's Friday night tonight I'm going to spend the time alone. That might be you know, what it is, but I know A year from now, two years from now, 10 years from now, I'm not going to look back and be like, man, I really regret that. I just don't think it's possible. So anyway, that helps me. Maybe that's helpful for people who are like, this is good advice, but I still feel lonely. I say, okay, but you're not going to regret it long term. And that's helpful for me.
0: I love that. I've actually never really heard anyone say that before. And I think that is so freaking true. Like, so you, you better enjoy your Friday night alone. Like, <laughs> I'm you, you may not get that down the road. So you <laughs> better gonna, enjoy every yep. minute of it.
1: I have a bubble bath and yeah, it's gonna be a nice night.
0: Netflix and chill. <laughs> <laughs> so the next thing, cause you mentioned this earlier you said that, um, when someone perhaps maybe has a low self-esteem, that's why they're accepting the mixed feelings and the mixed signals. So your Instagram actually talks about that quite a bit. Um, you talk about, you know, like they, like if they're not providing full clarity, then like, that's not your person. I don't think you exactly said it that way, but essentially like that, but kind of like, what is your stance on like the mixed signals thing? Like, do you think if there are mixed signals and like, that's just not your person, is that a timing issue or do you just think that that guy's that guy or girl is just playing games? Like, what are your thoughts on all of that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I'm a big, just say no to mixed signals guy. Uh, clearly on my Instagram, I, I think that, so the reality is that again, everything we're talking about here, here is all flows nicely is, you know, the problem occurs both for yourself and other people when you don't, uh, live and act and date with intention right? You're just doing it because you're supposed to, or it feels good, or it feels better than the alternative um, being lonely or alone or whatever it is. So the reality is you're you're always going to come up against people who are going to give you mixed signals. And that's because they don't know what they're doing. Uh, They don't know why they're dating, but they're going to do it anyway, um, because they haven't taken the time to know their why. So the reality is one, I think it's helpful to levy the level set that when you are hit with mixed signals, you know, I really do try to encourage people not to take it incredibly personally, um, because you're not alone in that sense. Beyond that, I would say mixed signals in, in my opinion, and mixed signals here, we're talking about, you know, you go on a date with someone, maybe two dates, maybe three, I don't know, maybe even four or whatever. It just depends on the timing there. And then from there it's, lots of radio silence. It's lots of you taking the lead. Um, It's lots of them maybe not um, asking deep questions to truly get to know you. It's just very surface level and there's no intentionality behind what they're saying, right? Um, Maybe you're kind of being more uh, truthful and honest with your intentions and they're holding back. No labels, anything like that. I think, um, you know, I put some pretty declarative statements in, in my post and on my podcast. I say, if if someone makes you wonder about what their intention is, you know, they probably don't have one. If someone makes you feel confused, it's probably because they're confused. If someone mm. makes you feel confused, if someone makes you question what they want, they, they probably don't want what you want. And, and I said, that's broad strokes. And that's obviously not always, always true. But I think, and again, the way that I'm able to rationalize these kinds of things is I think about myself and I I consider myself a pretty average human being. And when I, have dated someone in the past. And I was like, wow, she's amazing. I would love to get to know her more. Date one, date two. I am Mr. Communication. I am Mr. Hold the door open for you. I can't wait to hang out with you again. This was amazing. I want to, I communicated because I'm genuinely excited and I want to. So I apply that standard to everyone else. Like if I'm excited to see someone, I'm going to do this. And I'm a human and you're a human and it's human nature to not hide those things unless you're playing games or unless you're being, you know, not that intentional. So I apply that same standard to other, other people and I expect the same. So if someone is making me confused, um, because it's it's one thing to be unsure, like it's okay to be unsure about someone and still be going on dates with them. But it all comes down to your words and your actions. Are you trying to become sure? If you go on a date with someone and you're like, man, yeah, I'm not too sure about Um, you know, whether they want something serious or whether this just the fling or kind of what their mind is, that's okay. That doesn't mean they're a bad person, but you can talk to them about it or you can really analyze their actions and say nothing about what they're doing or saying or the way that they communicate with me indicates that they're interested in becoming sure. And because of that reason, that's a mixed signal and I should probably make a decision on what to do. So that's all it comes Mm. down to in my mind. So it's, yeah, I mean, you could be one of those people, you could be very binary and say mixed signal nope, or you could be mixed signal okay. Let me let me see if there's any intentionality behind them trying to become less mixed signaled and if no, then you have a decision to make. So, yeah, very anti mixed signals. I think it's it's a it's a waste of time, but again, it's a symptom of everything we're describing when you do things without knowing why you do them both yourself and someone else? So yeah, that's kind of kind of my my take on it.
0: Mm, say it louder for the people in the <laughs> back. That's <laughs> so good. I mean, honestly, like I like I saw your post and I was like, that is so good and so true. Because the reason why like I wanted to bring you on though is because I have so many girls. Like my main audience are women. They write me all the time and they're like. Janine I just don't know if he likes me like he you know he'll text me every now and then and he'll kind of disappear or like he hasn't texted me after this date and like I I firmly believe I'm like if a guy likes you you will know he will make it clear he will keep pursuing you he will keep reaching back out want to see you again so yeah I think the mixed signals to me means no like I think we overcomplicate it when we don't have to because like I can think of one example in my life of this guy I was really, really interested in, and we've always been friends, and we liked each other and all this stuff, but something that you just said, like, again, triggered me. <laughs> he, like, rarely ever asked deep, deep questions, and I was like, does this guy even care to actually, like, know me, or am I just, like, his little fun buddy? And right. when I really sat there and thought thought about it, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm just his fun buddy. Like, he doesn't actually really care to know me. And so that's that mixed signal where I was like, I'm moving on with my life. Like, I'm not waiting around for this person. Like, still, you know, love him as a friend and think he's a great guy, but he's just not my guy. Um, So I think the mixed signals thing, like, for those listening, like, y'all take notes on that because I really do believe, like, the intentionality and the clarity. And the lack of confusion is so, so important. Like for me, when I'm pursuing a guy or sorry, when a guy's pursuing me, I prefer him to make it very clear. Like, Hey, I am pursuing you. Hey, I enjoyed that date with you. Hey, I want to get to know you. My intentions are to blank X, Y, and Z. Like I like it so clear. And I think that's honestly where a lot of guys fail today is providing that clarity because they're they're nervous or she's nervous or whatever. I get like dating is ner- it's nerve-wracking, but providing clarity for a woman I think is so, so important. And um, asking questions about her is like, she wants to know that you care. And I've also noticed, maybe, I don't know if you can speak more to this, but I was telling this to my friends the other day. I've noticed that guys, period, are very bad at asking questions like not even guys that are trying to pursue me like i've hung out with like a lot of guy friends and i'm the only one asking questions i'm like did they is this not just like a mental skill they have like social skill like sure. what is this and so i don't know why that is but for if you're a guy listening whether you like her or not ask people questions it's like that's a wild
1: to me that's wild to do, i don't get right? that that's like i don't i mean again i don't want to come off as like i'm hyping myself up but if I go on a date with you, it is the grand inquisition in a compassionate way. Like I am gonna, I am gonna ask as many questions as possible, not to make you feel uncomfortable, but I'm gonna like, that That, that kind of baffles me. I don't know. My whole thing is when I am dating someone or considering dating someone and I want to show them that I have a positive intention towards them, that comes out in the form of, I just want to show you that I want to understand you. That's That's mm-hmm. low stakes. Like, that's a human thing, so I think sometimes guys get scared because if they seem too interested, um, then you know it's the same as women. Women don't want to see, seem too interested, and guys don't want to seem too interested either. So I say, okay, if that's a worry of yours, which I, I don't necessarily think it should be, because who cares? But maybe just back it up and reframe that and say, you know, I I, I want to seem that I want to understand you. That's that's a that's a great human connection. Like I have clients, I have uh, customers. I want to understand them. It's the same thing. I want to understand you as a person, and that obviously is the grounds for a romantic relationship. So, I don't, yeah, you need to ask more questions, and it should, you know, the questions don't need to be some kind of grand symbol that you know I am looking to court you or something like that. It can be, hey, I, wa- I really want to understand you, and from there, if I understand you and I and I really like what I'm seeing and we're vibing, okay, well then that means something. If not, then you know we're temporary in each other's lives, and it's nice to know you and toodaloo. So, yeah, yeah, I, I, uh, guys. And also, like, I
0: think that's interesting too is like, I mean, you never know when even like a friendship could evolve to something more. And so, yeah, just like on the human level, like asking someone questions, even as a friend or just a human being, like, I think it's so vital. And I don't know, some people, I've just witnessed it way too many times, specifically in California, where Mm. they don't do that. And I'm just like, does everyone here just not? Like care to ask questions, <laughs> like what's happening? That's wild. So, I don't know. I don't know if that's questions. an LA
1: thing or a Chicago thing. I don't know. That's yeah, I have yeah. To think
0: about it for a little bit. I'm not sure. <laughs> oh. But okay, next question. This is just a short one. True or false? Not knowing where you stand with someone is already your answer.
1: I think it's true. It's a broad statement, but I, I think again to your point, if he hasn't made it clear, then I think your answer is it's because it has no intention of doing that. And, and there's your answer. So I'd say mm. to keep it short, true.
0: <laughs> I think so too. All right. Great answer. Um, okay. Next question I want to ask you is, so I've also seen you talk about, you know, exes and past relationships and kind of being stuck mm. in that. So like, what would you say to someone that is stuck in the past and they're still dwelling on that old relationship, that old person, like, I mean, maybe not necessarily someone that's like fresh out of a breakup because that's still like that open wound, but maybe Mm. it's been like a year or two and someone's like, well, maybe we'll get back together. But again, Mm. there's those mixed signals. It's like, what would you say to someone about that?
1: Yeah, I'd say two things. I'd say the first is to realize the cliche, but it's true that, you know, some people come into your life for, you know, a short period of time or a long period of time just to teach you something, and that is it. And that is literally it. And I'm sure you people would agree mm. with that, right? So it's like yeah. your second grade teacher was in your life for a reason, and then they were not anymore for a reason, right? And you can accept that truth. No one's gonna get hung up on that. So I think it's important to, to extend that definition to dating and realize that some people are in your life just to teach you something about yourself or about dating. And inherent in that, there's going to be a beginning and there's going to be an end. And you can still appreciate what happened in the middle because there's always something beautiful that happened in the middle, even if it ended in a dumpster fire. Like There's still great goodness there. So I think that's, that's one, a very important realization. And I think if you're still hung up on, a, on the past, you could always sit yourself down and ask yourself, all right, all right, it still hurts and that's fine, but what did it teach you? And if you can circle what it taught you then that's a win. You could say, okay, this is what it taught me. I'm grateful for that. And I appreciate the great, good things we had while we had them. And I'm going to do my best to move on. So that's point one, the second point, and this is like the biggest thing for me, and it definitely transcends dating and relationships. It's that, you know, some (laughs) life is not always about having answers. Like I think the happiest, most fulfilled people I know are those who are you know, they can handle and find peace in unended stories, unended chapters, you know, stories with no conclusions, open ends, things like that. I think the happiest people are those who don't always need to put a grand label on something that ended because there's not always, it's not always easy. Like sometimes it's not always easy to say, okay, this story's over because, yeah, it's very easy to get hung up on something in the past. So I think combining the fact that someone, everyone is in your life to teach you something. And some of them are temporary. And then combining that with the fact that not, not every story has a conclusion. Not every story has a clean ending. Some are messy and that's the way it is, but you're not alone in that. To me, that just offers me some kind of hope. And that all leads to uh, closure, of course. And closure is an interesting topic that I I talk a lot about. And I think a lot of times when people are hung up on exes or, you know, mixed signals from their exes, um, and they still do want closure so they can move on. For some reason, it becomes this like passive act of closure where you kind of think that closure comes, it comes to you in the form of like uh, an apology from an ex maybe, or maybe like reassurance from an ex or like you meet with your ex and okay, you're on the same page now. So you get, you can be, um, you can find closure. Um, but I don't think that's true. I think closure is extremely active. Closure is all about you. And it's something that you create, like it can't be given to you. It can't be like reassured for you. You have to create it. And it goes back to what I was saying. It's you create closure in the form of peace. That's like peaceful, peaceful acceptance of open endings, loose ends, unanswered questions. That's the biggest thing. So all of those things I'm just rattling off because I I talk a lot about breakups and exes and forgiveness and closure. It's it comes from you. And sometimes it's staring an unanswered question in the face and still saying, you know, I'm going to find peace in this because I found a lesson. It still hurts, but I'm going to move on. So I could talk for hours about this, but I think that's kind of my my three kind of biggest takeaways.
0: Wow. That was so good. You're just spitting bars (laughs) over there. (laughs) (laughs) Like I said, I've got a lot of
1: feelings.
0: (laughs) I love it. So I love what you said, though, about appreciating the relationship and what it taught you. Um, I think, you know, oftentimes like, yeah, there, there might've been like a toxic relationship or you guys broke up. And of course, like there's going to be some bitter feelings or resentment or whatever, but I think healthy people and whole people and people like you were saying also, that are very self-aware are, they have that ability to look back and be like, okay, it didn't work out, but how did it shape me? How did it grow me? What were the qualities I did like about that person. Cause obviously you dated them for a reason, like, you know, so, you know, and you guys did have a good relationship at some point. So I think it's so great and healthy and positive just to look at the relationship and be like, okay, what did it teach me? How did it shape me? Like, what am I not going to repeat? Cause that's what dating is like. That is what it is. It's figuring out what you like and don't like. Now, I'm personally not encouraging serial dating of just like, oh, let me just date, 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 date and figure it out. But like, I'm also someone that like had, I've had three long-term committed relationships. So I'm someone like that too. I'm like, okay, what did each relationship teach me? I think that's just such like a mature thing to do. And I also love that you said that it's not always about having the answers because I find personally, like, I mean, maybe, you know, this is just from a girl's perspective, but I find that the girl always wants closure. (laughs) Like I wanted closure with my ex and it was really hard because I didn't feel like I fully got it. Like at some point I kind of was just like, okay, whatever, like that was my closure. But with some people, you're never going to get the closure or you're never going to get the answer you want. And so it's kind of being okay with not having the answer. Like you just said, like, I think that is such an important thing to be able to do because depending on the person and just life in general, yeah, you're not always going to have the answers. And I think sometimes when you're constantly seeking the closure, you're actually reopening the wound over and over and over when instead the wound really that needs to be shut is just you blocking him on Instagram and deleting his number and moving on with your life. Like sometimes I think that's the best closure. It's not just constantly rehashing all the old feelings. Um, So that's what I would say about closure, but I, I love your mindset on all that as well.
1: Yeah, I would, I would agree with you a hundred percent. Sometimes closure is you saying this is closure and that's it. Like you don't truthfully have to have it all the time because again, life is random. If you are always looking for answers, always looking for justification and rationale and closure and things, you're going to drive yourself nuts. Life is far too random. Timing has far too much of an impact. People are going to be people. You're going to drive yourself nuts, not just in dating, but in in life and business in business too. Um, so yeah, I mm-hmm. think closure comes down to you putting your foot down and saying, I, this is closure in this moment. I have created it. I've spoken it and it is done. And <laughs> We're going to move on. Sometimes it's that simple. Um, sometimes yeah. it doesn't have to be that, um, you know, definitive, like you can actually find closure and like actual yeah. peaceful acceptance and you can really be specific about what it, what it taught you. But if not, I think it, it's a decision everything is a decision. Mindsets, self-awareness, mindfulness, it's all a decision. It's about you sitting down, understanding what your options are internally, soulfully, and then making one that uh, serves you best and Mm -hmm. moving from there.
0: Completely agree. Yeah. I mean, if you can get the closure, amazing. But if you cannot for some reason, because that person is just not willing, like I'm sorry, but that's where you have to accept it. And something that I, you know, I always try to tell myself is, I'm like, Janine, you cannot change people, you can only respond and decide what you're going to do, but you cannot change the person, you can only change yourself and how you react to it. And that's, again, where you're just like, all right, like, how am I going to handle this apart from what they do? Um, So yeah, Mm -hmm. but my last question before we close out, what makes you happy and healthy?
1: what makes me happy and healthy? Wow. So many things. I mean, I'm so grateful to have found something that I'm passionate about. And then I've built a business and a lifestyle around like, Oh, like I I post lots of quotes. I record the podcast. I've been doing it for a long time. I, I create these things called dance music guided meditations, where I partner up with DJs and producers. And I, meditations to dance music upbeat house music um that's EDM. so cool um yeah i love it i'm so passionate about it like, i've done it with griffin and sam felt i'm working on one with the Lesso. like we're, i'm doing it it's a thing it's going to be a big thing like you <laughs> watch out um that's so but i just cool. love that i, heard I that. love yeah yeah well check it out uh <laughs> i uh i've done quite a few and it's just because i've found this way to combine um things that interest me uh namely house music um with mindfulness and the podcast, and that just makes me so healthy nothing not like I genuinely feel that nothing is forced in my life right now, and i 'm just very grateful for that and of course i 'm very grateful that uh it turns around and helps people so i 'd say i 'm happy and healthy mentally um with covid i 'm happy and healthy physically i 'm really invested in uh you know being the being the guy who likes to lift weights and share his feelings so Um, yeah, I'd say that's, uh, you know, it's just very grateful to have found something that I'm good at that I can, um, you know, build a life around and that helps other people. I don't think I could ask for more.
0: Mm, I love that. I think life is really about giving back and helping other people and putting other people first. And I think there's nothing more fulfilling than helping someone. So I love that you're walking out your purpose and your calling. So I love that. But thank you so much for uh, joining me on this. I know that there's some good takeaways from here. Hopefully you guys enjoyed listening to this. Um, Will you just let them know where they can find you if they want to check your stuff out?
1: Yeah. Instagram is usually the place to go, case.kenny. The podcast is New Mindset Who Dis. You can go to newmindsetwhodis.com if you're interested in the book, Single is Your Superpower. I also have a 60-day mindfulness journal that I sell there called the New Mindset Journal. Got a bunch of other things coming. But, yeah, Instagram is the center of the case universe. It's where I post all my feet quotes, uh, gym yeah. selfies, and uh, just general shenanigans. So, And feel free I to DM me. I, I really do try to respond to as many people as I can. So appreciate That's you thank awesome.
0: you. awesome <laughs> yeah what, what would we do without instagram i don't know i seriously I don't, know. don't, know. <laughs> I don't <know. laughs> well thank you so much for joining um thank you guys for listening today um hope you guys will check him out and that this helped you guys out i will see you guys next tuesday for another episode of happy and healthy and i'll see you guys later bye guys